0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. We're in John chapter 16, where Jesus is marching now towards the cross and is doing everything within its power, it seems, to prepare his apostles for what was coming. It is a lesson that I think we even need to receive today because we seem to be so often wholly ill-prepared to walk the Christian life as a disciple. Uh, We want life easy. We want life soft. And that's not the Christian life. That's not the life that Jesus has promised us or his apostles upon his return to the father so picking up in verse 26 we read in that day you will ask in my name and I don't say to you that I will pray to the father for you for the father himself loves you because you have loved me and I have believed that I came from God and have believed that I came from God so what then is this additional information concerning the master plan of God that is coming to true disciples well for one thing, our specific relationship with God now has changed. Jesus doesn't cease to be the mediator between God and us. In fact, because of the cross and the arrival of the Holy Spirit, as, as well as the apostles' clear understanding of Christ's deity there and their belief and their surrender to him, I think they would have a unity with God like never before. Despite Jesus's a physical exit, they would now have access to God that was not previously available to humanity. This is because of the coming of the Holy Spirit that we're going to see early in the book of Acts. The apostles would be able, as we are able now, to talk to the Father directly. Thus, however wonderful the relationship with Christ was and would continue to be, Jesus would no longer be needed to intercede directly for them because because of what he was soon going to do on the cross, as well as, therefore, what he'd already done. They and we can now have an audience with the Father directly, through the Holy Spirit, through prayer, in the name of Jesus. Because we love Christ really love him in heart, mind, body and soul, because we believe in Christ, that he is our Messiah sent forth from God, we can gain access to God directly. So all of this kind of squashes the rumors today that God is angry and has to be begged by Jesus to receive and hear us, or the belief that God is, I don't know, far off someplace out in space, too far to be reached aloof of our needs and our situation. Or maybe the rumor that God is there and maybe he isn't. But you know, we should probably go ahead and pray just in case, right? We must realize that every time we go to prayer, we are heard by God and we are heard because God sent his son to open up the door. Verse 28 of our chapter 16 says, I came from the Father, and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. And his disciples said to him, behold, now you are speaking plainly and using no figures of speech. Now we know you know all things and don't need for anyone to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Now, note here the language Jesus uses because it's important. He did not say I came from God as if, you know, he was just a prophet sent by God. He says, I came from the Father. So, Jesus speaking again about his departure is not without attempting to clarify just where he came from, what he was, what he is yet today. All that Jesus had been telling them seemed at this point, as if for the first time in their hearts and minds, to click. They not only fully realized who he was at this point, but the ramifications of what he meant. They believed him, and they believed he would indeed return. But you know, there were still some dark waters to be crossed. And because this greater understanding, frankly, would not resolve the issues they would face in the future, I, in fact, in many ways, it would only exasperate them. Suddenly, it seems, they understood the stakes at hand as if the window was opened and they finally got it and the future stood clearly before them, almost a vision, if you will, of the spiritual war and the trials and the persecutions and the difficulties that would be there for them in the future as well as that which would ensue throughout, of his- throughout history, the battles that would be won, those that would be lost. The lives that would be redeemed and the lives that would be destroyed yet as if the magnitude of just what they were exploded in their presence here I I wonder do we understand yet I mean I know some of you do today because you wanted that clarity and you sought out that kind of relationship with Christ and you got it just as the Apostles did the fact was as we soon will see It would ultimately cause great fear in them, and maybe it's causing great fear in you as you see with clarity what's coming ahead. Verse 31 says, Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the time is coming, yes, verse 32, and has now come that you will be scattered, everyone to his own place, and you'll leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. So Jesus, he responds to, this particular apostle's epiphany who spoke by asking in return with what seemed to be an incredulous air if you will do you now believe because very quickly the heat would be on these guys like never before the time of supreme testing had come and at least at first they would all fail yet he still loved them didn't he Look, the fact was, Jesus would forgive every one of them, ultimately, even for deserting him. And Jesus is always reaching out for every deserter, yes, to forgive and to receive them back. For while we were yet sinners, Christ died, Romans 5.8. He, quote, was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification, end quote, Romans 4.25. And he would declare us justified. Just as if I'd never sinned. Yet please note that his physical and spiritual well-being wasn't hanging upon them and their actions or whether they came through under the pressure. No matter what they did, he said, look, I got dad. And he would soon be arrested and tried and crucified. Were they prepared to join him? Well, scripture as well as history tells us that truth be told, they were not they would prove something that all of us seem to find out sooner or later, and that is belief doesn't always exclude fear, does it? Only faith does that. Wrapping it up in verse 33 of chapter 16, he says, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. Wow. All this information, some of it, which would be a real test, a real bummer. Yet he says, I told you every bit of it so that you would not be freaked out, but rather that you would have peace. He goes on in verse 33, in the world you have trouble, but cheer up, I have overcome the world. You know, one thing I always noted about Christ and his writings is that Jesus never tried to sugarcoat the Christian life. It's popular to do that today, and I try very hard not to. But Jesus knew that the only path of peace, just as I know, in this world was and is the path of Christ. Christian or not, look, you're going to come to know the troubles in this world. It's a surety. But, and here it is, gang, Jesus has overcome the world. You and I can never beat it or hide away ourselves from it. Look, we're here. But Jesus did And he is offering us tickets for his train. Be of good cheer, he says. I've overcome the world. He has overcome. And with him in us, so will we. You see, the Christian race is the only race in the world that actually begins at the finish line. Because we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.